With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Shriba, Shriba, phenomenal ones. This is your girl, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, or just call me Jackie. I'm here reporting on The Voice in Color. Everybody's chasing fame Do I have to turn you on Just to get your attention Feeling like I'm so far gone From who I was What is beautiful What is beautiful anymore Thought I was beautiful
Okay. We've just experienced What is Beautiful. It's the original song of Brooke Simpson's from The Voice Season 13 finales. What is Beautiful. Shape me like an hourglass. Slim me down. Cut me in half. With the color of my skin, help me out or box me in. What is beautiful? Yes. So, Brooke is kicking it off for us here on episode three of Reporting on the Voice in Color. Okay, so it's been a really great season. I've loved this um, season 13. I think every season they grow, they make changes. Um, Definitely the quality of talent grows. They are better able to, I I think the high quality of talent was always there. Being able to identify that talent um, has probably just been harder because there's so many people that audition. So obviously they're auditioning process is getting them to better and better quality talent so that you know by time the top 20 are really all worthy of winning based on the voice and just to say that honestly to win it takes a little bit more than the voice i know the voice is what makes it different because the people are chosen based on their voice not their look but once they turn around, their look, how they behave, their knowledge base, their confidence, all that plays a role in what, you know, what coaches keep them when they leave, especially when all things are equal. Um, I can tell you, I know for Jennifer Hudson, at least one or two people, like one person I really thought did a better performance was Ignatius. I preferred Ignatius over the guy he was competing against. But she made a statement she wanted to go with confidence. And then when they showed their practice, Ignatius was very much doubting himself. So I think his lack of confidence is what made her choose the other guy over him. And um, so, all you know, it always more things fall into it than just the voice. Because a lot of people have the same voice, so more things fall into their formula for the win. And why am I even speaking on this? Because let me give you the tea and shade. Yes! Brooke Simpson fans hit Twitter hard. They went off calling the voice the um, outcome rigged. You know, I don't know if they call them prejudice. They probably were one step away from that. But they went off and saying the real voice Mm -hmm. is Brooke. They say Brooke is the voice. And it was unfair for anyone else to have, you know, been um, a party to that. To not win. And they really felt she should win. And they went off on Twitter. So, talking about some tea and shade. And I love Brooke. Brooke is our only artist of color to have made it to the finale. And she's Native American. You know, but her skin is dark. So, um, and so I'm definitely pushing for her. And when it, yes, her voice is definitely impeccable. And the finale performance for Brooke was 
phenomenal. Oh my gosh, finally they got Brooke right. They finally got her right as a um as a plus size woman, as a full figured woman. Um throughout the season it was very hit or miss. So they weren't always, you know, getting Brooke right as far as her look. And to be honest, that makes an impact. And I know we want to say that's not fair, blah, blah, blah. But it's just the truth of the matter. You know, you have millions of people that are viewing millions' outlooks and opinions. and But still, Brooke, Brooke did exceptionally well. You know, she did exceptionally well. I really think she should have even came in second to Addison. You know, um, Addison was good. But just um, excellent. Now, she wasn't just good. She's special. And she's excellent. I just do feel, though, that Addison should have, um, you know, I still think Addison is working herself out, working out her voice. You you, you saw her develop. She, she definitely was the breakout artist. Addison was the breakout artist. I thought it was going to be Noah. Noah did break out. Noah was a surprise. He broke out, but he didn't go the level where Addison went. Addison was definitely the breakout artist of season 13. But I just feel um, the experience and all with Brooke, uh, you know, I would if you know, if we were rating on on um, level of, you know, the whole thing, if we were just, you know, judging on that. But um, I would have said Brooke definitely second. Um, and not that I feel Chloe has a better voice. I feel Chloe superseded everyone in being because she is the overall package. She has a voice and she has range. It's just she sings that rock. She likes the soft rock. And that most of the time doesn't require a whole lot of range. But she's demonstrated her range on the show. But from the her song choices to her staging, to her look. She was consistent with her brand image, who she was as an artist. She was very consistent. And you got to know Chloe. And she never let you down. She never came back with a song that let you down. So, you know, she didn't come, oh, that wasn't the best and all. And I think Addison Agan, um, a lot of people may have felt that way about her. She was definitely good. There was one song she sang in the finale I didn't care for, but it charted. So it was, you know, a known song. I didn't know it was a country song. I didn't know it. So, um, you know, it differs for people. And, and it charted. So, you know, if it was me, left up to me, she wouldn't have charted. She probably she wouldn't have been there. You know, other people is a whole nother, um thing. And that is why I say it's so important important for us as people of color to support these artists in these competitions. Even though I don't feel the win is everything, I don't even feel the win is necessary. I don't. I really don't. You know, Brooke, she may not have walked away with a trophy and a $100,000 contract. And so that capital is very helpful. But outside of that capital... She walked away very well. She amassed a huge fan base. Huge fan base. 
So this is where it's like so important. And this is where like I would say Chloe's ready to take on what was given her. Just like Chris. Chris is the first artist in the voice history. Well, I don't know because there are artists that I don't even know and remember. I, and they say they was one and whatever was on the voice. But, and I'm not sure about Daniel Bradbury or, um, it might be a couple of them. I'm, there's some I'm not sure of because I, I more follow the artists of color. But he's definitely the only artist of color that has come out and released music within one year new music and um he's on a consistent path and he's been working and as he's been working on his music he has been performing keeping himself out there and yes he's under Lisa Keys and we say that but he pushed Lisa to manage him he made sure whatever she might have said in private he repeated that. I told him, we're going to keep this going. We're going to keep this going. He made sure she stuck to her word. And he worked hard. I'm sure he's giving her what she needs in order for them to get to the end that they need to get. And so, to that end, you have to really give it to him. And um, I don't know if... You know, they brought him all back on, but he's definitely, you know, has gained notoriety. And I'm not going to say because there are other artists, to be honest, the country artists and artists on Blake team, they're great and all, but I don't, I, I don't follow them. And so it's nothing to the quality of it, but I don't follow the music. I don't follow them. So I'm not sure what's still going on with them, but I do follow the artists of color I befriend them, I follow them on social media, so I kind of know what more is going on. And that's what, um, really why I wanted to start this show, because it's just too many of them. I mean, Judith Hill, Kim, Kimmy, oh my God, you know, just like phenomenal artists. So many of them, they were all great. Cassandra, what happened to her? I mean... There, I don't hear about any music from them. I don't, you know, I look for their music because believe I look for it. I go on Spotify, I go on iTunes, I consistently look. Now, guys, just to let you know, I do marketing for a living. So, whether it's my clients, artists I work with, and I work with other artists, um, I always check in myself. You know, you should periodically always check yourself on Google, check your. See how you're coming up. What's coming up for you? You know, it's your reputation. It's your SEO. Am I falling off? You just periodically should check yourself. So I do this, and I but I look for it. You know, I want to support. So that's why I started this show to make sure that we are supporting artists of color from The Voice. And why is that so important? Because artists are the storytellers and keepers of our culture. The voice did not move me to do this. This is something I've been doing and through various different movements that I have. The voice makes things very visible with the independent uh, movement. So things that I think are just happening with these independent artists here. Then you get artists who get on a platform where they get in front of millions of people and they come back and they don't leverage that. I'm curious as to why. What are the blockers? What's holding up? You know, the internet has really helped us have a um, level playing field in things. But as sometimes when we say there's a level play, 
playing field, there still does exist a digital divide with our people. Creating an album and music is expensive, especially when you're using live instrumentation. That can get to be expensive. Or you're looking for a level. And, you know, also following the voice history seems like the label, especially for the winners, have really felt off on the people. They haven't really supported them. Like to Sand, I think they put an album out for her, but then they really didn't help push it. So, but, you know, she was smart enough. Okay, that's fine. She got out of that and she went and go went ahead and produced her own thing. You know, if I'm going to be on my own, pushing my own music, might as well. Or you look at it, maybe not. Maybe it's not the fairy godmother you thought it was going to be. Maybe the record label isn't the Oz. And I think that's where a lot of artists fall down. And we think getting a record deal is getting to the Oz. But it's really not. Because there are so many other things that can happen. But you need to look at it as, you know, this is a platform. I really, really look at it more as a distribution deal. Hey, let let me get in the studio. Let me record. Let me get some work. And y'all put me in the places. And then you just have to do your own grind on marketing it. But the voice, you can leverage it. Every time there's a season, there's an opportunity all, every artist who has been with The Voice, every time there's a new season, new excitement around it, your value rises. Your SEO rises. So it's incumbent upon you to leverage that. So always put in The Voice from what season, The Voice from what season. Because soon as a new season comes, people are Googling, people are talking about The Voice. More new people are finding The Voice who didn't even know The Voice had so many seasons before. So they're going back and they're looking. It has a very much live and evolving life. And you have the opportunity to leverage that. So just with that, I do want to take a moment and just congratulate Chloe. Kohansky, you know, she won it. I feel she deserved it. She was actually my choice because, you know, as you're looking for as working with an artist, she's ready. She's ready to go. Not that it's not going to still be hard work, but you know her brand. You know her story. You know where to put her. You know where to place her. You know what moves to make so it makes it easier. As opposed to an artist you're still not quite sure and you're trying to find that out. Like, is this going to fit? Is that going to fit? So, um, she definitely deserved that. So, shout out to Chloe. But as far as our artists of color, our winner is considered to be Brooke Simpson. She made it to the finale and she is beautiful. Uh, like I said, impeccable she was during the um, finals. Uh, her dress. I, I like finally they got her. Oh, and when she did whole oh holy night, oh that dress was impeccable. Loved it. And her performance, of course, was moving. And then she kicked ass. I mean, they said her and Molly did the wrecking ball. She wrecked that ball. She brought wrecking ball to a whole new level. And they, again, they both looked impeccable in silver. Brooke was in silver and black. Molly was in silver. And Brooke looked good. Didn't look like she was in improper clothes or anything. She was herself and looked good. And just period. She just looked good. So, you know, congratulations to Brooke. Everybody that's upset because she didn't get the voice. 
become the voice dub winner. Don't worry about it. Honestly, for an artist, it's the platform, it's the connections, it's the relationships. And she made it. Molly is going to work for her and work on her behalf. Because one, Molly won't be considered a fool. Even though I don't think how, how could she think she was. Molly picked three of the four finalists. Three of the four finalists. Mo- Molly picked them. So, I, I mean, she picked them. So, she obviously knows talent. And we still aghast that Janice didn't make it there. <laughs> Janice Friedman. So that means we have a job to do because there's life after the voice. You could win it. And if you don't do what you need to do, it doesn't really mean anything. So right now, um, Chris Blue has released new music and he is in his first 30 days. The first 30 days are very important, fam. First 30 days are very important for an artist when they release you want to get your biggest numbers because this is this is about the business. But you want to get your biggest numbers within the first 30 days so people can see what you can do. Of course, it's not to tell all, end all, be all to your story because it depends on how things are promoted and marketed. You know, what can really happen in those first 30 days. But it, it is how they measure. And when you're charting and all those various things, it's in the first 30 days of the release. That's those are the numbers that they look at. So it's incumbent upon us within these first 30 days to just go out and buy, 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 share, buy, play, share, buy, put on playlist, stream, share, play, buy, play, all of that. That's what's incumbent upon us. So it's like a 30 day grind. Get on a grind and just say, hey, did you check it out? Yo, just check it out. Go get it. Hey, just check it out. Yo, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. That's all we need to do. You know, why not? And why? Because, as I stated, artists are the storytellers and keepers of our culture. And what does that mean? What that means is, when we're going, it's the art that's going to live on. Not the artist, but the artist is creating the art. They're creating what stick and stays. They're creating when people dig up and want to know about us and how do we live as a people, as a culture and all. It's the art. The artifacts. Those are the things that's going to tell our story. As people of color, other people are always trying to tell our stories and creating our stories into his stories. That benefit him, that propaganda. Don't tell our stories don't stay our stories. They don't become our his stories. And if we don't control our stories, you have to you need to own the art. To be able to help control the stories, to dictate what your children know, what they understand, to control your legacy, to get a hold of your legacy, and to push your own history. And so that, you know, your story don't become propaganda for his story. So, you know, it's really important that we revere our artists they hold a special place within our community they are the keepers of our um, culture so the concept of a starving artist we should not allow especially as a people of color 
No one else is going to tell our stories. They may buy it, they may own it, they may be cultural robbers and all of that. But that's what they when they that's why they're cultural robbers because they take our culture and then they try to say it's like it's their thing. You know, people's going off about Nicki Minaj, but was she wrong? Was she wrong? I mean, really, right now, if I could, while I was on here, I bring up another rap piece, um, a spoken word piece by Just Greg. We talked about, you know, Paul Wall. That ain't no disco ball you got in your mouth. You got the bones of Sierra Leone in your mouth. You got uh, dead bodies in your mouth. I mean, I would, you know, we can drop some science about Eminem, Tupac, and Biggie. But who's going to be revered in his story? Eminem will be, just like the rap charts. Tupac and Harry would may fade out like did they ever live. And people may even, you'll start seeing generations get it twisted thinking that Eminem is married shaped Tupac or something. Because they don't know. Like right now, young people don't really know true hip hop. And we just saw that on the rap game. I think it's season four of the rap game with Jermaine Dupree. They had, um, Beatboxer came out. Oh, what's his name? Oh, just famous guy. Everybody knows him. But the young kids didn't know him. They didn't know who he, they didn't recognize him. They didn't know the elements of hip hop. They don't know and understand the history, which lets you know that they don't know and understand the history of hip hop and what it's all about. And unfortunately, that's the majority of people. So that's because, again, we don't own and control our own stories, art. And if we don't do that, we don't control and own our culture. So what, but it's imperative what we pass down to our children. What artwork are you hanging in your house? What artwork do you own? Are you investing in um, brands that don't in turn around, turn around, invest in your communities and companies? And, you know, are you investing outside in those brands where you could take an original piece of artwork that will triple double you know more than double triple quadruple in value by certain pieces of original artwork by african americans that had shown the imagery and the stories that you want told that makes you feel good that you want your children to look at do you allow them to appreciate those parts of art you know are you do you even know what they're listening to what's shaping their minds and what are they buying and what aren't they buying so that is why i am just so adamant about us supporting our artists and the internet has you know really allowed us a level playing field you just don't know the cost to get on radio if you straight coming out of your pocket thirty thousand and up you know it's still payola you still got to pay to play but you can still have a really good impact by leveraging the internet and you know, various different other radios. There are ways you can advertise for much less and get analytics that you never could get. You could pay $30,000 for some radio play and would not get the deep analytics that you can get when um, now that um, we do so much with data and the internet. Our analytics are just, we used to pay out the ass for some. Like and it was so much harder to gather these statistical data. And I did that, you know, permutations and combinations. That was, you know, that like I love math. 
But to gather that statistical data was so much harder before, and you paid out the ass for it. You know, the, the thought that uh, independent artists, small businesses, little soul entrepreneurs would be able to get the whole to the depth and level of data um, on the budgets, you know, was unthought of. That was only like big corporate, you know. But now um, you can spend $5 on a Facebook ad and get some deep data, especially when you start learning how to read the data. And so that is just why it's important. So that's why the show is important. It's important that we support these artists. The Voice is a wonderful platform. It's a beautiful platform. It's a great competition. I love these competition shows, especially I love in the battles and all. Honestly, I get a little bored once the lives come <laughs> because, you know, kind of mellow out. It's the voting thing. But that's also, too, for all of you guys that got upset about Brooke. Y'all got to remember, once the lives comes, it's no longer the voice, it's the vote. And I really feel North Carolina and probably Native American community was really aggressive in voting. And they came out strong. But I wonder how many of African American community, what percentage were we of those voters? And I really feel it's a small percentage. And... Probably even if we could have doubled our percentage, we could have changed that outcome. So it's important. It's just important. It's not corny and none of that. Matter of fact, it's hot, you know, to see yourself impact somebody's life and music and impact the difference. And, and, and you don't even think not it's just the music and all you impact in the message. Look, what is beautiful? That is Really, you know, if you like slow dancing and that or thinking or you chilling with that on your headset, you know, that's going to bring you some strength. That's going to get the mind roaming and thinking and all and it's still chilled. And, you know, with songs with a message, no, not only used to that, but that don't happen. Our songs that chart be whack crap. And I don't mean like Jules, Scott, and Indy Ivory, all of them. But they should have been charting. They should have been been 50 times over where they were. And so, or where they are, you know. But, you know, us having a message in our music isn't the hardest, easiest thing to get over. Because they claim nobody wants to hear a message. Everybody wants this. And we keep feeling we have to dumb down because we say that's because they tell they tell us that's what the people want. But you need to get to know your audience. First, you need to know your brand, what your brand is. Get to know your audience. And then you come slick enough, get to know how to deliver it. Now, say if you are message focused. This is like with the young boy that's on the rap game right now. If you're message focused, fine. But people, we learn through repetition. So sometimes when you just got long verse after long verse and none of it's repeating, it's hard for people to remember. They'll like it because they like your cadence and your flow and they knew you were spitting knowledge, but they just don't remember it. Because that's how we learn. We learn through repetition. So if you have a message, learn how to like you you know break that up with a hot ass hook. With a hot ass refrain, you know, like so there's something being repeated, and then that repeat is what people remember, and then that reinforces the actual message. 
You know, there's always more than one way to skin a cat. You just have to stop being dogmatic and putting people down and saying this. People want to be fed. People want to feel good, you know. If you always, you know, like, you know, the sky is falling, then you might need to break up your sky is falling message with some other message. And there's still a way to impart knowledge and have fun and laugh. And, um, and sometimes the real knowledge, because you, it's all about retention. If nobody's retaining what you're saying, what's the point? So if you just need to take a break and, you know, chill out, cool out, have something fun and all so that they, you know, respect and retain, then that's just what you do. So this is just all of my advice all over the place. But again, we're talking about season 13 of The Voice, the you know, the finale. We talked a little bit about the tea and the shade. And now we're talking about what's next. You know, we started out, season 13 started out with 48 artists. Going to the blinds. Each coach had 12 artists. And our one coach of color was Jennifer Hudson, Team J. Hud. Yes, yes, yes. And that's episode four. It's going to be all about Team J. Hud. So we're on episode three now, but we're going to go over all Team J. Hud on episode four. But, um, so they started out with 48. Out of those 48 artists, 17 of them were artists of color and I'm pretty sure Jennifer had at least 7 of those 17 if not more <laughs> she probably had about 11 of the 17 <laughs> well she didn't have 11 but um, she probably had at least 7 or 8 of them you know they always think the um, black coach <laughs> generally gets all the black people <laughs> and sometimes they have to do that to make sure that they get on and they and um they always think black people only sing you know soul music and stuff and they always pit the black one black person against the other black person and um that's generally the formula so some things have changed that didn't happen through season 13 um now they did they had you know the other teams did pit, pit blacks against blacks but it wasn't everyone everyone wasn't pitting the black against the black um and I'm not talking about Jay Hud because you know most of her team was black, so that expectation is going. That's obviously going to happen in some form, and of course it wasn't with every, you know, every battle or every, um, comp, you know, setup battle, whether it's knockout battles. But they didn't also happen, um, Blake, because Blake is the one that definitely black person, black person, soul. You put them together and you eliminate one of them. You know, because his thought pattern is he wants to have one artist in every genre because he feels, you know, strategically that gives him a better chance at getting at the end whatever the favorite music is. He represents something in it, and he definitely always wants to represent country. So we always have an overabundance of country. But Blake strategically makes sure he gets other genre of artists on his team so that. Um, because it's wherever it flows. He's he's one with more, not just country artists. So, he is, that's his strategy. But, um, that didn't necessarily happen this time. We had six artists of color. Out of those 17, six artists of color went to the lives. Now, every elimination round, an artist of color was eliminated. <laughs> so, when it got to the finale, finale, it was only one artist of color left. But, um... At least we had that, okay? 
And then also this year for the season overall was the most, the first time that this is the most number of artists who went into the um, lives that were I call branded, where they had a unique sound that you knew who they were without seeing them. You can listen and know their sound. Now, every um, I think Chloe was the most evolved as far as you know knowing her full brand and fully you know holistically representing it. But um, still, Janice Friedman, oh, she was clear. Devon had a clear sound. He needed to work a little bit more. He was kept deterring away from it, but he has that clear sound. Um, then, um, and we'll talk more about Devon in episode four. But um, we had, I want to say, Janice Friedman. Um, we, we know it was Chloe. We know it was Addison. Devon. And um, Chris Weaver, who shouldn't have went. But we at least had those four um, in the lives. Definitely who had their own sound. And to be honest, um, Red. Red had his own sound. And that's where I think Adam got lost. Um, you know, Adam, the coach, probably should have kept Adam in the country realm. That's where he's comfortable. That's where his heart is. And when he got back to the country, he got comfortable. That's what he knows. Um, he should have kept him in that country realm. It's okay to have more than one country artist. And... Um, but that was Adam's experiment. But you actually have to li- listen to your artists and see which artists want to go. And it's and, and they have a following when they come there. And that might um kind of probably like I don't know if that hurt Adam. There are people that wanted to hate on Adam, but um I, don't know, I thought he was good. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed. He, he had that look. He had a look again. He had a nice, defined look. You knew who he was. He had a good voice. Um, people that may want to hate on him just wanted to hate on him. I just think, really, there's so many people on social media who must have been bullied or made fun of all their life that they think they need to come on, and all they ever want to do is just find somebody to pick on. It's unnecessary. But. Um, so, but as far as branded artists, I think we went in with the most branded artists. And like I said, three of them came from um, Molly Cyrus's team. <laughs> and even Brooke. I, um, once you go through it, you know Brooke's voice. Not even once you go through it. Her exceptional way of hitting high notes and going from high to low so clear. So pitch perfect, you know that's Brooke's voice. No one else in the competition could do that. So yeah, that was at least five artists who I said had that had their own distinct sound that you knew who they were without looking at them. So um, you know that's special. That means that the voice is really you know honing in on um, quality artists and artists. Um, who are ready to make it because you know there's only so much that they can give them in a time and of course they have to compete against American Idol because everybody's talking about how American Idol made all of these superstars and the voice ain't make none and that's why American Idol is this and American Idol is going to come back out again so it's like all of this talk pitching them against one another and the voice is feeling pressure to make a successful star 
without losing, hopefully, the authenticity and the pureness of their show. Because let them, you know, they're creating the voice. They don't necessarily have to say they're creating superstars. But, you know, if you can give somebody a career where they can live by their art, and that's what you give them, that they can eat and feed their, their children and family by their art, you've given them a lot. So it doesn't have to be a couple mega superstars, a few mega superstars, and then hundreds of people who aren't doing anything. But when you're teaching them how to live, you're teaching thousands of artists how to live by their artistry, and you're creating this real family, not that lives amongst all of this bickering and negativity and toxicity that they had on um, American Idol. But the more the you know family camaraderie feel that happens on a voice, there's nothing wrong with that. And so keep you know stay authentic. You don't have to compete with American Idol, as that's their flavor. You know there's a price to pay for what they got, and you have to see if that's the price you want to pay. But you definitely have time for artists to come and be successful. It's a new reign. It's a new era. And it's not about, you know, people making people. So, um, you got, you know, Kelly Clarkson is now over with the voice and everything. So, I you know, I think it's good. And, and um, you know, they like they act like they made Jennifer Hudson. But Jennifer Hudson was on a show. Jennifer Hudson made her way. So, those are just, you know, she was smart enough to leverage the platform. And that's what artists you have to do. So what we're going to do before we close out here, we're going to listen to the new releases. I want you to listen to them. And then what you need, you know, what you have to do is support, 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 support. How do we support? Well, after listening, um, I want you to go to www.mastergriotradio.com. That's our site. This is Master Grio Radio www.mastergriotradio.com. Click on shows and go to reporting on the voice and color i think it's just the voice and color on the menu click on that you'll see the page you'll see our blogs and when each episode we list all the um, artists that we play we list their website buy their music listen buy stream and when you stream it's the playlist it's all about the playlist so if you're listening to this now and you're on spotify you on apple music you on deezer if you're in pandora whatever your favorite platform is just you know add the artists add their music start their station and create playlists with these artists Make sure they're part of playlists. Create a shared playlist. Make sure it gets circulated and people are playing it. But put these artists in all of your playlists. And that is the formula. That's the first way we can support them. And then I want you to either, if you catch us on Spreaker, you'll see us on Spreaker Radio. You'll see this on YouTube. And we'll also be at MasterGrillRadio.com. Wherever you see the show. I want you to, in the comment, post a link to your playlist. Everyone who posts a link to their playlist, we will put them in the drawing for a Nora Girl Magic t-shirt. Yeah. One of our sponsors, Ebis Travel, is um, 
coming out with a new line, Nor Girl Magic, and they'll be having a contest that will be launching on Kwanzaa on Tuesday. So right after the holidays, you'll be able to join that contest. Another opportunity to win. They want you to name that girl. So um, and if you just want to get in on that, just go to ebiz b i z travel dot net. That's ebiztravel.net. Get on the list and you will be immediately informed. So we're going to sit up here and play this mix with Chris Blue's new single, Blue Blood Blues. Blue Blood Blues. Say it three times very fast. Blue Blood Blues, Blue Blood Blues, Blue Blood Blues. <laughs> okay. And then after Chris, we're um, going to be listening to Corinne Hawthorne, one of my favorite artists. She's from season eight. And she was on Team Pharrell, and she has a new EP out, and it's a self-titled EP, and um, it's called Reasons that we'll be playing from the EP featuring Jay Monty. And then we're going to close out the set with I'll Get Over You by Shalia Fearing. She was on Team Adam. She was only 15 years old, and she's from season 10. So those are the three songs we have on this playlist. And then also when you go over, you'll find my playlist. You can add to it, do whatever you want. So we're going to just listen to this and then I'm going to come right back and close out. Life taught me lessons I had to learn. I played with fire and I got burned. I kissed your lips. I labor in your bed Now I'm stuck in the web I made a choice I played the fool And ever since that day, baby My blood is blue Cause you cut me deep And it's flowing like a river a child my blood was blue You took my innocence Made me a student Let me drink from the well of pleasure Before you left me in the desert I told you Please take it easy on me But you kept going harder and harder
No life it ain't easy. No, we do the best we can. Yeah, so you heard me. Told me some lies, but Mama she told me everything's gonna be alright. Cause you're not the only one I'll ever love. No, you're not.
are not playing, all right? Those are three quality releases. They're good songs. They're catchy. They're memorable. You'd want to play them. You want to listen to them. And they all have a message. Different audience. Different moods. Because we all feel different ways at different times. And they have something for you. And Chris Blue, you know, you might start licking your fingers after listening to Blue Blood Blues. He like on his Prince thing there, you know. <laughs> but it's hot. I mean, I like it. It's hot. It's a different mood. It's a tone. But definitely... You definitely have a time when you enter that blue bub blues, you know, you might start just, you know, licking your fingers and going around in circles doing your Prince thing, you know. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that really, blue blood blues and love on the brain, put them two together. And then he has his, um, his original song from The Voice. And then he has another one, Humanity. So... He has his original song for the voice. He has a digital exclusive digital release he did for the finale called Humanity. Again, they're all out on iTunes. They're all on um, Spotify on all your digital outlets. And he has Blue Blood Blues. So, and if you take his version of Rihanna's Love on the Brain, mm, that's a nice mix right there. Okay, <laughs> so. And I love Corinne Hawthorne. Get the whole EP. It's only $3.36 for the entire EP on iTunes. Four tracks, $3.36. You can't beat it. And all of every one sounds great. You know, the, the um, main single that they pushed when it came out in July was Won't He. And then you have Reasons. You have Warriors, which is real good. And there's, just, there's another one. But they're all good. They're all good. Um, she's with RCA Inspiration Division, so um, please push her. I don't need. She, I know um, she's barely twenty. If she's twenty, because she was seventeen when she was on the show, and she was on season ten. So, um, and sometimes they actually get two seasons in in one year. So. Um, I don't think she's even 20 yet. She's probably around 19 years old. So she's doing well. She was also on um, Greenleaf. She was saying she's, she's on the track of Greenleaf as well. So, you know, let's, you know, let's help our artists. She's a beautiful young woman, inspirational artist. And, I mean, she's her true heart. That's where her heart is. She's really authentic. And then um, Shyla, Shalia. Shalia, there we go, Shalia Fearing, she's also um, young, she was 15 on the show, and she was on season, oh, let me switch that, Corinne was on season 8, Shalia was on season 10, so Shalia was just on, um, like, maybe two years ago, and um, Corinne, so I guess Corinne is probably about 20 years old right now, 2021, Cause she was in on season eight, so that's probably at least um, at least three years ago. So um, yeah, so we are here to support. Again, go to www.mastergrioradio.com. Check me out. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams. Check me out on Spotify. Follow me on Spotify. We can share music. I um, I mix the artist music in with all different types of playlists, all different types of shows. So, um, just 
like I said, stay tuned for episode four where we're going to be talking all Team J HUD. So find out your favorites. If you don't know who your favorites are, find them out. Um, I'm actually, we have a um, blog over on Master Grill Radio. So the show's a part of a blog. So you can go look them up. We have playlists, music playlists, um, the YouTube videos. and So you can really check out the artists if you didn't get a chance to see the season. See who you really like, who you want to follow. That's nothing we're going to come up with. We're going to have a contest. I want who, uh, you know, some of your favorites that you actually follow. I want to see who everybody's following, who's their favorite. And, you know, we're going to come up and see, you know, who are going to be the super fans of. Who are you wild about? That's that's my the brain that I use in our movement. Rewind out loud, you know, defining negative imaging of blacks in art and media. A rewind out loud, and our fandom brand is called Original Wild About. So I want to know who you're an original wild about. Who you original wild about? Okay, so we're gonna find that out. So again, like I said, you know, if you want to hit us up an email, that's talk the number two us at Master Grio Radio. Dot com that's grio g-r-i-o-t massagrioradio.com talk the number to us and um like i stated you know follow me on spotify and in the meantime i want you to stay phenomenal tell somebody and everybody about this podcast show comment 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 wherever you see the show comment just give me your feelings your thoughts whatever just shout out Oh, also, too, everybody, please, everyone listening, give a real shout-out to T-Soul. He's from Season 12. T-Soul is such a soldier. He already has his following. He had a following before he came to the show, and he still has a following larger after. But T-Soul has really been helping other artists. I learned about the other artists, like where Janice Freeman is playing at now, what she, where she's at over in L.A., what she's doing. Um, I that's how I purchased Chris Blue's song because he was the first one to have it on his Instagram live, and he had you know show how you just swipe it up. He's really supporting other artists, so um, good lookout. We love you, T Soul. So just hashtag T the letter T Soul hashtag T Soul. Give him a shout out and um, follow him. He already has music. He had music before he came on the show on iTunes. And I think I like the music he had before he came on the show better than what he did in The Voice. But um, he definitely has show, uh, music on iTunes, on Spotify. So look up T-Soul. He got some cuts you definitely want to keep, listen to, well-produced. All right? So everybody, much love. We got a job here to do. We're going to have some fun doing it. Peace.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.